0: I love that you gave, um, and I feel like we're already jumping in, so I hope Mike is already recording. Oh, he always is. Um, But my favorite was when somebody asked you your favorite female politicians and- Leslie Nope. (laughs) Great answer. (laughs) Fantastic answer.
1: I I think being both a blonde woman and running for city council, I've had a lot of like Leslie Nope. Basically, Leslie Nope. And I'm like, thank you. You could not give me a better compliment. (laughs) I love you so much.
2: Hopefully, your campaign doesn't go as bad as her first campaign.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs)
0: Hey, guys, you are listening to the Keep Wake Aloud podcast. This is Katie.
2: And I'm Jacob.
0: Oh, my gosh. What a what a freaking twist.
2: Yeah, I know. One It'll
0: day be, it's going to be somebody else. That, know. that was almost like a
2: question. <laughs> I'm Jacob?
0: <laughs> <laughs> question mark? <laughs> uh, you know, you never know what kind of voice. You know, usually it's the newsboy voice, which I hate. With a passion.
2: Yeah. I'm very, you know, I'm not just going to do it right now.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to shame you into it to where you don't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm very intrigued me now. want to do it. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> whoa. Wait. Whoa. What who is that? Who that? Oh, gosh, there is some else <laughs> in the room with us. <laughs> um, we are sitting with the uh, fantastic Kelly Palmer. I am so excited to have you here today. Oh, one of Keep Wake, Go Loud's biggest thing is that one, one of the only ways you can keep wake, go loud is by voting. And Come so on. if you, you know, don't 100 percent, if you have something that you're passionate about, go vote. And, you know, it's not about who's the president or I mean, it is let's. It is about who's the president, but also (laughs) I think it's more important who represents us in our local elections, and our state elections.
2: Okay. So so we kind of glossed over Kelly Kelly Palmer (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm sure she has a lot of folks that do know her, but she wants more people to know who she is. So go and introduce yourself.
1: Okay. So I am Kelly Palmer. I am a social worker and an educator, and I have been in Waco since 2013. I moved here from Boston thinking I would be in and out for grad school and- Seven years later, here I am, like so many Wacoans, (laughs) I uh, had the Waco suck and fell in love. Absolutely. We all have the
0: Waco suck. Yeah. We definitely. visited uh, here from New York uh, a few times. So we were from the area, but we, not from the area, but anyway, that's a whole different story. That's a different <laughs> podcast. But back
2: we came back and visited.
0: Okay. <laughs> we came back and visited. And I mean, there was just something about Waco. Yes. And as somebody who spent my summers and my Christmases here as like a teenager, I was like, this place sucks. And then yeah. I,
2: I grew up in Copper's Cove. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I thought Waco sucked because Copper's Cove sucks so much. Okay. Um, and what, I was what's just that jealous. called?
0: What's that's a that's, that's a, a, a psychology term when you're like, what is it? Reflecting? Like
1: projecting. Projecting. Yeah. I was yes. definitely projecting. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: so anyways, Waco is cool.
1: Waco is so cool. <laughs> Waco is the coolest. So
2: um, you're running for an office. Running for up.
1: Waco City Council. So we're in District 4 right now. Yes. And that's where we live.
2: We do live there. This is so we have a, an interest.
1: A District 4 party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually got your, uh, your, your door hanger on my gate the Amazing. other day. And I was
1: like, oh, look, that's Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So last weekend we had 30 volunteers go out and uh, we hit 1,400 doors in um, a weekend. So wow. there are around 11,000 registered voters in District 4. And uh, we're trying to drop something off at all 5,000 houses. Wow. That's a lot of houses. Incredible. A lot of houses. A lot of work. A lot of doors, a lot of walking. A lot of doors, a lot of walking. Getting our steps,
0: getting so fit. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the people who volunteered this weekend are going to be so mad at the people who are volunteering
1: next weekend. But yes. the weather is, like, completely oh, different. Oh, I was in bicycle shorts and a t-shirt, <laughs> and we were just, like, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but we went into neighborhoods where there wasn't a single political sign, not on the local level, state level, wow. federal level. And so those were the neighborhoods I was really intrigued by. Was, oh, okay, yeah. Why are people um, disenfranchised here or disengaged? How do we have these folks feel yeah heard and listened to at the local level
0: this is my favorite time of like the year or the favorite time of every four years is when you get to judge your neighbors and be like, you're voting
1: for who? Okay, cool. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or you're like, oh, you are actually awesome. Oh. And I had no idea. I judged you and I didn't realize I was judging you. Okay, we can be friends. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Well, let's kind of go backwards a little bit. Let's talk about Kelly pre-deciding to run. Um, So you went to Baylor for grad school. And mm-hmm. so you got your degree in social work? Yeah, so I have my master's in social work. Oh, awesome. And so like, tell us what what that's been like and how did that lead you to wanting to become a politician?
1: Question of the hour. Okay, so <laughs> I graduated in 2014 with my master's in social work. I thought that I wanted to do a whole career working in the anti-trafficking realm. And so I interned in D.C. with International Justice Mission. And I've worked, my job right now is I'm the anti-trafficking director for the Heart of Texas Human Trafficking Coalition. Wow. So I wow. manage a yeah. cool $1.2 million federal grant on Jeez. behalf of our community. Well, that's Ooh. great
2: to hear that. That's, that's good that... How much... That- Something like that is being funded. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so Absolutely. Our
1: coalition is makes up six counties. And uh, we received one point two million dollars in two thousand and sixteen, and we just received another, I think one point two or one point three in twenty nineteen. So our uh, local human trafficking coalition is actually one of the strongest in the country. We consistently train folks in DC, in New York City, in Chicago, and Florida because of the level of collaboration we have with law enforcement and victim service providers.
0: That's amazing. And it's something that
1: is Not amazing that your position
0: has to exist, right? right, But it's amazing, yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, I wish that there was no reason for you to have that job, yeah. um, But I'm so glad that there's somebody like you, and there's that kind of funding, and that Waco is known for having such a strong coalition. Yeah, it's amazing. Are y'all behind the
1: billboards that say like "Not in my city"? Yes, 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 yes. So (laughs) Unbound is one of uh, the sub recipients of the award that I manage, and uh, we've paid for all of those billboards. That's awesome. Have you all been involved with Incredible. like Jesus Said Love? Yeah, so Jesus Said Love has been a part of the coalition. The coalition has just dozens of entities from law enforcement, hospitals, education, victim service providers, uh, faith communities that are all coming together to say, how can we make our community really hostile to human trafficking and really nurturing to victims? Yeah, so let's make I, Waco very hostile yeah, to human trafficking. So
2: I, I kind of have a uninformed question because when we moved here we we, we're seeing all of these billboards and then you you start hearing all these stories about just uniquely waco experiences of uh trafficking is is it very bad or was it very bad here at one point
1: or are we just hyper aware are we
2: just trying to just get ahead of it
1: uh i think it both and so texas is one of the highest um has one of the highest percentages of human trafficking in the country. And part of why that is, is because of our border with Mexico and because of our big highway systems that stretch throughout the rest of the country, but intersect in Texas. So Waco's along the Texas triangle, which is a couple of big Texas cities. Um, So trafficking absolutely is happening in Waco, in McLennan County, in the heart of Texas. Um, But we're also trying to be incredibly proactive because we know that trafficking thrives in uh, communities where there's high need. So when there's um, high vulnerability along income lines, along immigration lines in Waco, we have a pretty the majority of our trafficking cases are actually adults and are um, adults both in labor and in sex trafficking. But I see all of the data of anyone Mm. that's exploited and found locally. So I see their age. I see their birthday. I see. Um, That must
2: weigh pretty heavy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, hard to see something like that. It's pretty intense to know,
1: especially birthdays. I'm such a birthday person. And so to see like, oh, your birthday is December 4th, you know, 1961. It's like, oh, that's close to my mom's birthday or this is close to my husband's birthday or this is this is my little sister's birthday. And so kind of having um, that vantage point that so few Wacoans are getting to see is feels like a high responsibility and also incredibly painful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of what is your birthday? My birthday is. April 14th, 1991, <laughs> 29
0: years old. You didn't have to mm-hmm. give away your, your year, it's but, okay. you know, it's year, fine.
1: Year. year, that came my out
0: really year. Southern. <laughs> <laughs> that came out really Southern. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, we're here for it.
2: Um, so you're, you're from the Northeast.
1: Uh, I'm kind of from everywhere. So my dad's oh. in the Air Force. So I've lived... Over a dozen places. Okay. So I went to college in Boston and in Santa Barbara and then came here for grad school. But oh, I've lived <laughs> in Europe for seven the... years. and
2: That's pretty cool. Where did
1: you go in ba- uh, Boston? Uh, I went to Gordon College. It's a teeny tiny little Christian school on the North Shore. Oh, okay. Hmm. Nice.
0: Yeah, we we uh we spent some time in Boston um, when we lived in New York, and my most favorite one was uh it was over Super Bowl weekend. We did oh, not plan yeah. this, but there were eighty dollar flights from New York, so I was like, yeah. all right, let's when, go. Uh, it was like thirty. Patriots are
2: playing the Falcons. So Amazing. the Patriots are playing the
0: Falcons, and this is that notorious game where it was like three to twenty eight, like with okay. the with the Fal- well, with the Falcons up, and okay. there are these Boston fans who are like literally crying, literally, like wicked
2: crying. They were like
0: wicked. so upset. <laughs> Amazing. They were straight crying in this bar, like, I knew Tom Brady was going to just, like, let us down like this. This is what he always does, which no. is not what he does. No, um, I hate the Patriots, by the way, but <laughs> um, he, these people were crying. I was like, look, I grew up in Georgia. I know the Falcons. They are going to lose. And this is at halftime when they're, like, way up, and everybody okay. thought they, it was gonna, they were running away with it. And I was like, trust me, they're going to drop the ball. They're gonna drop the ball. And the guy's like, whatever, like it's not gonna, you know, blah blah blah. And then at the end of the game, when the Patriots won, he comes up to me, he's like, You were right. You were no, so right. No. <laughs> I, was, I remember telling him it's gonna be that much sweeter when the Patriots win, trust
1: me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Boston. It's a it's a gem of a city. I miss oh, it. It really is. I miss it in the fall every time I'm here. So today oh, feels yeah. like a nice, like little taste of Boston. Got my sweater on, got my boots on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the
0: first, first time chill I, in the air. When yes. I woke up and was like it's
1: just 55 degrees outside. Like, I almost had
2: to wear a jacket today.
1: Truly. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and not just because you want to wear a jacket, like, but okay. like it's actually borderline weather appropriate. Need it. yeah.
2: time.
0: <laughs> but of course, this is Texas. So in about a week, it'll go back up to 103 and slap us in the face. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about your past and we've talked about what you do now. Um, when After this break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what got what got you interested in politics and yes. why people should vote for you. Yes, Amen. Let's do it. All right.
1: Hi, I'm Becca, and
2: I'm Josie,
1: and, and we are, are your judges. judges. And this is by the cover. No, wait. Do you want us to? Oh.
2: Okay, sh- we'll try it again.
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Becca,
2: and I'm Josie, and, and we, we are, are your judges. judges on
1: by the cover, a new podcast. Dark.
2: Yeah, we're a talk dark. show. God.
1: We're
2: a a comedy talk show centered around Amazon book review culture. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher.
1: Wherever podcasts are. All the places. You can't hide from us. Anyway, listen to our show. We're going to be funny. We're going to be talking about books and it's going to be great.
2: Yay. Promo over. The words I'm saying now mean nothing more than me. You are going on a run.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective.
2: And what's up? It's David Yard from Change Waco.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to Stories of the Streets, where we'll be here every other week bringing you expert stories
0: and also stories from local Wacoans.
1: Stories of the Streets in association with
2: the new Black Collective, Change Waco, and Rogue Media. Tell your friends, tell your family, shout out to the streets. Tune in as much as y'all can. That was a fun break.
0: (laughs) That was so much fun.
2: Yeah, We learned so much.
0: All right, guys, we're back and we are sitting here with Kelly Palmer and Jacob is <laughs> making Kelly laugh. <laughs> he did his newsboy uh, uh, accent, obviously. Yes, of course. Um, but what um, we we learned a little bit about what she was doing and what she's doing now. But what I really am interested in is how she got interested in politics.
1: So I'd say my foray into politics really started in 2015, 2016. So I was living on the Greek island of Lesbos, working with refugees that were fleeing. Yeah, fleeing uh, North Africa and the Middle East. And Lesbos is about the size of the city of Waco in terms of population. And when I got there in November, around three to four thousand people were arriving on the island a day and then just walking through downtown. So imagine three thousand people um, coming out of the Brazos and walking around like Washington Avenue, Austin Avenue. Wow. So I lived there for nine months, and uh, I was working on a really international team. There were people from all over the world serving refugees. Uh, There were people that spoke dozens of languages across faith traditions. And it was just such an invigorating season of my life of seeing people with so many differences, love people really well, do really excellent service. And then I moved back to Waco in uh, July of 2016 Mm -hmm. and saw the exact opposite of that, where I saw so much... um, inclusion and diversity and um, collaboration, I came back to a country just completely torn along uh, division and in uh, really intense silos. And so that really woke me up to being, um, wanting to be more politically engaged and then seeing the 2016 election and seeing the fallout for really every um, group was really shocking to me and really appalling and really um, painful. And so I've been watching all of these women run for state and federal um, and national offices over the last four years. And have just felt this like resurgence of girl power of like women can make a difference. We need women in leadership Been really inspired by people like AOC that are speaking truth to power um, that are not coming from a ton of money that are not coming um, from these big political lineages and yet are enacting really significant social change. Um, So in May of this year, when I saw that Dylan Meek had to give up his seat because of his move, Um, I just felt like my whole body like come alive at the thought of running for office. And it just felt like a hundred percent. Yes. In my body. And I was like, okay, like I love social policy. I love budgets. I love community organizing. That's who I am as a social worker. It's like, we have one woman on our city council. I think we need a lot more than one woman. I might as well throw my name in that ring. So here we are three months later. That's
0: so great. I mean, I'm so excited that a, I want more women, I want more diversity, more women just across the board. No offense, Jacob. I'm tired of white men telling me what to do. Come on. No offense, producer Mike, too. (laughs) But, you know, I just... It's it is time for a change, especially in Waco. Um, And I'm particularly, you know, interested in in what happens in District Four, just because we live there. Yeah. And you know, a lot that's
1: downtown. (laughs) It's downtown. It's 25th Street Court. So much of the heartbeat of Waco is in District Four. Percent.
0: Absolutely. Um. I I want to applaud your branding. I have never
1: ever ever. I don't know who does your branding. Clean. Thank you.
2: And um.
1: Like like, I just want to be your friend by looking at the sticker. So (laughs) massive shout out to Annie Wilde. She is a good friend of mine. She works full time for Hole in the Roof and she has done all of my branding for free. Wow. So she's done my yard signs, my websites, um, my T-shirts, my stickers, and is just incredibly collaborative and a gem. And she lives in district four.
0: It's I mean, I have been constantly blown away by the way that the campaign is being run. Thank you. Uh, with facts constantly. I love that you showed how your campaign funds have been spent and how they've been spent on women owned businesses. Yes. Um it it's just it's a it's well done. Just that I love your platform. And I also, I'm just really, I'm always really impressed by branding. Yeah. So, yes, that's thing. Uh, it matters. It matters. It she absolutely
2: matters.
0: 100%. You still have time. I have time. I'm oh. only 30. Yes. Yeah. Decades ahead of us. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and tell us a couple of your like platform. Yeah. Like what, what, why should people in Waco vote for you?
1: Um, because I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. All right. That's campaign our show, slogan. folks. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Kelly <laughs> <for> bomber <laughs> because she's great. <laughs> um, no, okay. I think there is, so my campaign is um, centered on this idea of imagine a more beautiful Waco. And there are so many phenomenal activists and um, thought leaders that really talk about the role that imagination plays in social change. And so I love that idea of imagining a Waco based on equity and a Waco that is um accessible and that people thrive regardless of their age, their gender, their zip code, their sexuality, their faith tradition or lack thereof, um, disability. And so um, the way that we want to hit that is through a three-pronged approach. So I'm really passionate about housing. We have mm. like some pretty significant housing issues in Waco, whether it's lack of beds for um, really vulnerable populations like youth experiencing homelessness or human trafficking survivors or domestic violence survivors. There aren't enough beds in our city. Um, also, property taxes are rising as uh, real income yeah, and don't, wages don't, aren't. Don't
2: get us started. <laughs>
1: um, and yet, if you look at our city of Waco budget over the past four years now, uh, housing is the lowest budget category. So, for the past three years, Waco has spent less than 1% of our city budget on housing. Um, and that's both housing and community development. So, that is a huge issue that hits. Um, Our elderly population, our young population, we need more homeowners and less renters. It's way more expensive to rent in Waco than it is to own a home. But you have to have that money up front to buy a house. Absolutely. Um, So housing is a big one. COVID-19 leadership obviously is a huge one. I am living in Lesbos on the front lines of a humanitarian aid crisis for a year. I've lived in the midst of collective crisis and trauma before and know how to um, make really hard decisions when you're juggling a number of um, challenging priorities. So that's something that I think I bring to the table that probably uh, a lot of other people don't have past experience in, really want to see our strong uh, local businesses garnered and supported. We have such a phenomenal restaurant scene in Waco right now.
2: It is beautiful. That like
1: has never existed in Waco. And it's so many people that started off as like a pop-up at the farmer's market and now have a brick and mortar. So many women-owned businesses, so many POC-owned businesses, and really wanting to protect that and push city funds and incentives towards the businesses that are already here. And then uh, the last one is economic development with an eye towards equity. So how do we um, do economic development that's looking at our most financially insecure neighbors as opposed to our most financially stable neighbors? And I think historically, we've been way more focused on our middle and upper middle class as opposed to our working poor. Absolutely. Jesus. That's
2: a a great platform. (laughs) That's
0: a great platform. And it's like, it makes me feel like excited because those are things that I truly think that Waco is a... Progressive city, yeah, and a I. Lot of ways. The things that I love about Waco are things that COVID threatens a lot of. Absolutely, well, so, absolutely. exposed,
2: really, yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I love. Yeah, they were there all they were, along. Yeah, they were there. <laughs> Absolutely, but
2: COVID found its way into the cracks, and
0: and then, like the downtown businesses and the local businesses and the mu- the the restaurants. I mean, there is something special about our restaurant scene. Yes, yes, um, and I think the farmers market had a huge hand in
1: it. Absolutely, which is in District Four, <laughs> which That's is true. absolutely <laughs> in District uh, Four. I, uh,
2: you kind of like touched on the idea of just sort of tending to these, you know, currently budding. Things that are happening, and I, I kind of always harken back to Fiona Bond, mm-hmm. another strong woman,
1: yeah, uh, you
2: know, culture leader here in town.
1: Absolutely. uh
2: Describing the way that she tends the arts is like you're tending to a newborn tree that is just getting ready to bud fruit, and you know the things they got to do. And there's something really powerful about that metaphor. That really, that really yeah, and it felt like you're really kind of it's tiptoeing around that a little bit. And our art like. scene is
1: such a, a, right. a crucial part of who Waco is too. Of, I, for sure. I took a two year break after working. So I lived in Greece and then I came back and I worked in stateside refugee resettlement for a year and then I was just so burnt out. So I opened a calligraphy business for two years. Very cool. Um, and I definitely am a creative and it, but it was hard to make a living in Waco as a creative. Yeah. And so we want to protect things like cultivate 712 that's in Waco. We want to Um, protect our local artists, our Our murals, our our musicians, (laughs) our graphic designers and not lose them to cities like Dallas or Fort Worth.
2: on the cusp of being a mural city. We could be called yes, a mural city.
1: Yes. What are y'all's like go-to murals in town?
0: Oh, oh my man. goodness. Well, one that I love that just recently got covered was Scubavelli's um Edward Scissorhands. Oh, but they he,
1: covered it? Yeah, they well the, oh. the, the
0: the Where was it? It was on the side of it was on 17th Barbershop. and um, Columbus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was on but the the people who were in that building moved to another location, so the owner who owns the building covered it. And I was like, "No, was oh, so sad. beautiful." Sad. Um, but I love the one behind Brotherwell that was done by the Art Apprenticeship.
1: Yeah, um, Richard, Richard Thomas did a great Richard job.
2: Richard Thomas, we uh, we purchased a print from him, and it hangs very prominently in our house and i'm very proud of that
1: print. amazing
0: i never knew prints were expensive until jacob yeah, picked was, one out and then i was like oh my god <laughs> a little
2: outside my budget but yeah. I, I agreed to it he started it without... signing
0: it and i was like oh god like there's so, no backing you're supporting yours
2: real talk I, I was like this thing's probably like you know 75 bucks or something was and they told me how much like it was this. i mean it wasn't like a crazy number and my, obviously some...
0: we're supporting the artist and, and, and
2: it... Yeah. Oh, and also, I didn't want to look like, uh, you know, I was some chump. You know,
1: Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, you're like,
2: uh, well, you didn't tell, you know,
0: like, you're no. like oh, I always curate <laughs> art. Yes, <laughs> this is a normal amount. This is a People normal experience art, for me <laughs> as a millennial. <laughs> yeah, didn't yes, yes, own yes, a house yes. at the time. Of, of course.
2: <laughs> well, we didn't own a house we at the time. We did not own a
0: house at the time. I
2: forgot that that, that uh, print sat unhung for quite some time.
0: Yeah. But then we bought a house in District Four. We were living in District Four at the time, though. We were on Fourth uh, in Austin. Mm-hmm. but. Yeah. But so I love the one behind Br- Brotherwell. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really love the Starry Night one. Yeah, it's so beautiful. The
2: one that, uh, um, jeez, oh, her name is just escaping my brain. The one that's on Eighth Street, or is it? Um, it's 11th Street. Well, it's on 11th Street. It's like the giant mural that just sort of depicts all of like the history of Waco. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, Yeah,
2: Doreen. Yes, sorry, yeah. sorry, Doreen. If you if you listen, to <laughs> I feel this. like we mention her
0: all the time yeah. in this podcast too. Yeah, Doreen yeah. Ravenscroft they yes. did that beautiful long Waco mural. Um, it's, there's just so many, there's so, so many. many. And, I, and now that we did the Waco saved recently. Oh, oh, the oh, oh and m- then we, um, producer Mike wants us to point di- out the mural directly, behind us. Directly behind us. There is a mural. <laughs> this is it. This is the best one in all of Waco. <laughs> no one else gets to see it. This one is a beautiful one. Who made it? Oh, Black Sheep did this one. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's a, he's, he's a great artist.
0: Yeah. So great. And, and you know, and, and also things like you mentioned, like cultivate 712, they, they also help put a spotlight on local artists. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's just protecting those things right now in a time that's kind of questionable. Yeah. So I'm going to put a bug in your ear right now because I put a bug in everybody's ear who will listen to me right now. I'm listening. I'm I'm (laughs) here for it. So one thing that I want to have happen is I really (laughs) want Waco to adopt parklets so bad. What does that mean? Oh my gosh. Okay. So a parklet or what all these cities are doing right now to help their restaurants kind of be better with social distancing and stuff and encourage people to come, but do it in a safe manner. And so they're taking up the parking spaces and creating these outdoor like areas where people like benches and tables. And so they're just taking the parking up and like extending it as a part of the, um, the restaurant. Okay. And it's amazing. I'm going to show you pictures. Like some ambiance. Yes. Okay. So Austin, Dallas, New York, all these cities are adopting them. Um, obviously, the city has to like approve them. There's yeah. all kinds of TABC regulations because the TABC you have, the, they are allowing them right now through okay. December. Okay. Um, but they the license is as an extension of the business, okay. so you can drink at them as long yeah. as the business has a liquor license. Okay. So I'm putting the bug in your ear. I'm here for you it. know. I just I'm telling everybody. I've told Fiona. I'm telling. I've told John. I've yeah. Told everyone who will listen to me. Yeah. I, I want told, a parklet.
2: I told Chip
1: and Joanna. <laughs> no, so you did not. Perfect, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> not so, so we'll hit I-35 <laughs> and parklets. Yes, that's <laughs> it. That <is> the, that's <laughs> That's my undercover camping goals. <laughs> yes. So like
0: we were talking about all this other thing, but let me tell you about I-35 and parklets. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just turn I-35 into a parklet.
1: <laughs> I mean, you need it. If you're going to sit in traffic, you need a little line. You, can, like, you need the- a little charcuterie.
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Well,
2: um, okay. As we were kind of entering the wind down. Part of the episode here while drinking wine, uh, we are. Oh,
1: we the are, wine down. We're
2: drinking the wine. <laughs> this is the part of the show I like to call the wine. Now. There's the
1: newsboy voice. <laughs> I the for it. Hello, I'm Kelly Palmer.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, we can turn into an NPR podcast. Hey guys, uh, we are here with Kelly Palmer today.
1: Kelly Palmer filling in for Georgina Georgiana, and uh,
0: <laughs> we're very excited to have you here today to talk about art, life, and music.
1: Yes, I'm a flautist. <laughs> This is Central Scandinavia. <laughs> Do you know how to play the flute? No, but I did play the bassoon and I marched with it. I, I played play the, the, French horn. The, okay. and the French horn. Okay, these are like real hot girl, hot girl oh, instruments. Uh, there is, there was nothing hot about me in high school. Oh. <laughs> I was in middle school with like the thick black band shoes, oh, yes. the white like jeans retainer. I, oh, I think yes. about me in high school all the time and I was the
0: least cool person ever. Like, I not had a me. lot of friends. I was
2: uh, <sighs> captain of the football no, team. No, he was not. I throw the football 60 yards. <laughs> no, he can't. Prom king. <laughs> nope. And queen. Nope. Because oh. the queen didn't show up. <laughs> okay. So I took that.
1: I mean, he someone's The Mayor gave <laughs> me the key
2: <laughs> to the city as I left. And okay. I, said I wasn't coming back.
1: I'm out.
2: He was like, it's <laughs> fine, Jacob. You just keep this key. Yeah. Whenever you're ready to come back to Copper's Cove. We'll have you.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) This is the best part of the whole episode.
0: (laughs) It usually is. (laughs) All right. Well, we've had so much fun with you. Um, Why don't you tell us just in a summary, why should
1: people in District 4 vote for you? I think people in District 4 should vote for me because I'm an accessible human. I think we, in this political moment we're living in right now, it's so easy to feel so overwhelmed by what's going on and to feel really scared and feel like you can't do anything. And in Waco, that's absolutely not the truth. Um, Our local elected officials should be accessible to you, should be listening to you, should be advocating for you. And as a social worker, that's what I'm trained to do. I'm trained to listen and I'm trained to act. And that's what I can offer Waco. I have a big heart and I also have the skill sets to enact policy that um, is protective of our most vulnerable neighbors and is going to pursue a more equitable and just Waco. So for folks that want to find me, um, you can go to www.kellyforwaco.com. Find me on uh, Instagram or Facebook and would love to have people support. This is a totally grassroots campaign most local elections run around $10,000. So it's a lot of money to raise. My husband and I are one car family. We rent our house. We are not rolling in the dough, but are trying to work hard to do a campaign of the people for the people by the people. So if people want to chip in five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, it all helps to get yard signs into people's yards.
2: Amazing. Well, we want to thank you for coming on, Katie. It uh, looks like Katie has some finals <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. Um, and for anybody out there, if you are running uh, for something this November, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, you can reach out to us at keepwakealoud at gmail dot com. Um, and I'm so excited to have you here, Kelly. I'm so excited to see what happens in November. Um, I can't wait for the day after the election. I'm so excited. Yeah, probably, <laughs> i think probably,
2: probably going to be in a- news. Being a cabin. Yeah, I think I've decided somewhere. to go to a,
0: like vote early morning or vote ahead and then go put myself in a cabin and turn off my phone.
1: That's genius. <laughs> can I make a quick voting plug? Yes. Yeah. OK, so in Texas, you can register to vote until I believe October 3rd or. F- that is correct. October 3rd. OK, and then early voting starts October 13th. I believe October 13th, uh, maybe 13th or 14th. Somewhere around there. Um, But for sure, the safest way to vote is voting early and voting um, by mail. So um, try to do that prior to November 3rd. Please, please do. I don't
0: want to hear if I, if you I hear one person complain the day after the election about who was voted, but then you didn't vote. Absolutely. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Kelly. It was super fun.
0: All right. And I'm also going to play the song of the week now. Uh, we're going to play uh, Summertime in Texas because it's finally fall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, let's go. Come on.
0: Summer, summer, summertime. I'm in Texas Summer, summer, summer The slightly transformed. We chaining charms and candy slabs are foreign. Top drop in the storm, riding waves, getting paid. We selling the south on chromey foes, or them blades. Satcha shades, we in the park, barbecuing till it's dark. Still your cell phone, biting like a shark. Crawling low in the black beetle like I'm kidding a Ringo. Or pull up to the trail ride on the Palomino. Double cup like Ladino. We still sipping, player. shooting craps like we at the casino. So place a wager, I'm getting paper. You wasting time trying to fat Check that. It's summertime in Texas. You got to respect that.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it's summertime. All I know is script. All on go. Texas keep the heat. H-O-T. Heart of Texas. Heart and soul high. Keep wake loud. Dreams high as the Alaco. We Jacob's ladder high. Come step and fall in the brasses though. Swear we ain't seen the pinnacle. Many more days of glory steal. Blood, sweat, and beats in my lineage. Let the story tell. Texas got a heart and it beat the drum of a million cells. Raining when it's sunny, but at least it still be sunny. Yeah. summertime days, me and Jay. School's out for
0: the summer and my is on this way, second Saturday in July, can't wait, no lie, homecoming, south side, we lit in hilltop, same trees, domino tables and dice games, might fuss, may fight, but the love stays the same, booty starts and flip flops going down in the summertime, sundresses and no panties in the summertime, going so we down. Had it mapped out, bring that Texas heat, to make them pass out, Try to slim back down and bring my abs out, these women got their ass out, trees bring them slabs out in forests, Waco, Texas, line proud, roaring, still rain with it Ain't pouring underground, kings. cool as a cooler, Dr. Pepper, hot as hell. In the devil, heaven knows. There they go, trying to set a trail. We defined, long star state of mind. Yeah,
2: just a little hot head, straight up out that north side. Mama had us outside in the summertime. Mama put in life on the other side. And I lost a couple to some homicide. Know yeah. we all see some rainy days. You can see it all in my eyes. Tell you this before I tell a lie, Sun, Go so drive with the top back. top back. See, we on the Rossi and they eyes that they don't like that. Don't Screaming like that. free my dogs. I'm sitting waiting to get that kite so back. That he say, back. by the summertime, he be right back. Uh, he be right back. Uh. Summer,
0: summer, summer. summertime in Texas. Summer, summer, summer. You know we pull out eight ounces of Kobe, eighty fours. Yeah, we broke out. It's a Texas thing. Ain't no way but to show out. I six to two ninety. We pulling up the screw out. When you see that roof back and that double cup, knocking dough. Summertime in Texas, I wake up and grind for breakfast My children's only choice when they wake up and shine my necklaces Summertime in Texas, it's just something about the weather It's just something about the Lexus, it's just something about the leather If y'all done fighting over nothing, maybe we all could come together And you know I'm a busy man, but I would fit that in my schedule I be skating to the profit like I used to work at Sonic Made a drop of mozzarella sticks, I swear to Maserati I'm from the home of candy and the leather Yeah, I keep it a hundred just like the weather yeah. We get the money, put the plan together. Huh. Bossed up in bread, camp, you know we found But Shit, i pulled up in a judo. Speakers kicking like judo. Hotter than my noodle, ain't gotta say it, cause you know. coming down in my city with a dime. Looking pretty, no better time in my city. Summertime in my city, let's go. Grind in the summer just to stun the winter. Cook up sauce for all the haters, so you bitches for dinner. Can't really focus on your plate, you know I've been a breadwinner. He tried to ride me, so my partner smoke him. Now he a sinner. Motivated, I can never see me hating on the If she only doing better,
2: bitch, I bet I'm yelling go. We in traffic and they catch us, boo, I bet I never fall. You was gangster when I met you, but they catch you when you talk. I love the summertime in Texas. Over hundred in the forecast. Boys dripping candy up the block when they toy pass and them droppers. Mustard and mayonnaise and them choppers. It's a wonderful feeling without that ceiling when they watch it looking good. We rep for the city, state in the hood. You know we got our foot in that bed, so you know it's all good
0: in that long star state. Yeah, everything's great. Y'all yeah, say on the ones and twos, so you know we keep us straight in the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime, summertime summer time.
1: Summer
0: time Keep Wake Go Loud the podcast is produced by Oni Chan Productions. Our theme music is by Fish Hands like what you hear you should check them out on Bandcamp. please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and if you really like us give us a five-star rating you can also find us on facebook instagram twitter or check out our website where you can buy merch or even see some local events coming up thanks again for tuning in this has been
2: road media network podcast